1: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com
0: slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery Watching Lester Till I Die TV. I died. Right, Chris. All right, good evening, good day, good morning, good afternoon, good night, goodbye. Hello, wherever you are in the world. Uh, We're going to get straight on with it tonight because we've got a very special guest in, but he is very tight for time. He's in such demand. I thought I put my feet up for a few months. Nothing to do, but these journalists, well, it's a busy time of year for them, isn't it? So let's bring my special guest in and say hello to, well, as you can see there, Ben from CBS. Good evening, Ben. Hey, Chris. Good evening. Great to be back. Nice to have you back. Thank you very much for coming on. Obviously, not only a journalist, but a a Leicester City fan as well.
1: Yeah, depressed Leicester City fan, unfortunately, (laughs) because the season, of course, didn't go how we were all hoping, and now it has to be a case of picking ourselves up and trying to get
0: back into the Premier League
1: first time.
0: But do you think, this this very much reminds me, because I'm an old bugger, and I can remember when we went down to League One, uh, and in a way, it was almost like a new start. We could draw a line and literally, I could say, start again. And I think it feels a little bit like that, especially with sort of the changes Most of the squad are either going to be going or or we're going to try and sell. We're going to bring a lot of new in, the new manager, of course, which we'll come on to. But I just think if we'd stayed up, it would have almost been like sort of a plaster over an open wound.
1: Well, I think financially, Leicester needed to stay up. That's the big thing. And even though there are elements on the football side that clearly needed addressing, and I think that was apparent probably 18 months before relegation, which is why there was such a growing pressure on Brendan Rodgers. But if you actually look at the foundations of the club, there's a lot to like still. And as a consequence, back up in the Premier League makes Leicester a very attractive prospect still because of the stadium, because of the training facility, because of the culture at the club, because of the owners. And I think that, Everyone's going to have scrutiny on an owner when a football team goes down. But if you look at the very heartfelt letter that was written by Top via the club to the fan base, nobody can doubt that he and his family care and nobody can take away from any Leicester City fan winning the Premier League, playing in the Champions League, getting to a semi-final against Roma in Europe nearly making Champions League football in back-to-back seasons when Leicester felt like they had top four in their control come the final day of the season so the memories are there the culture is there but obviously the challenge when you go down is is it going to be a fresh start or is it going to be a rebuild and if it's a rebuild then that implies that there'll be a lot of outgoings and if there's a lot of outgoings it's very hard to predict Leicester's starting eleven come the first game of the season. And then when you add a new manager and all of that uncertainty and you realise how difficult it is to get out of the championship, it is a big task for Leicester to come back up. And others might disagree with me on this front, but I have said many times that if you're, inadverted commas, too good to go down, and obviously nobody's too good to go down, but if you're only judging it on paper and you're saying Leicester's squad has too much quality to go down, then if and now when you go down, you're probably going to lose more. And that might be because you've got to offload the players off the wage bill. It might just be because there's a lot of demand. Whereas if you're Southampton, they've still got assets people want. You know, Livramento might be off to Newcastle. Romeo Lavia has got a lot of interest. James Ward-Prowse might not stay, but it's a younger squad. And that's kind of why they went down. But then in the championship, they'll have more continuity than Leicester. Leeds will be somewhere in the middle. But the worry for Leicester is not about can they sign the right people? It's about what are they going to be like if they lose more than just, let's say, Madison and Barnes, because it could be Castagna, it could be Iheanacho. And as soon as it becomes five or six, then Leicester's starting 11 will not look anywhere close to as strong as it did throughout the Premier League season. And that's the annoying thing about going down, that virtually every starting 11, when key players were fit, should have been a top half of the table Leicester. And yet they went down and the table doesn't lie.
0: Yeah, I don't think you can, like you say, you know, I think it's a false saying to say, you know, any team is too good to go down. If you go down, you deserve to go down. It's over 38 games. What I think is you can be too bad to stay up. I think that might have been us this, this this season. But, you know, I look at Burnley and I don't think we're necessarily going to do a Burnley. But, you know, when you look at what happened to them, Um, New manager comes in, a complete clear out. And it's funny how these clubs go down. And we've done it ourselves when when we've signed relegated players. You know, these players are that bad, they get us relegated, and yet all these clubs come in sniffing after them. Um, But I can't, you know, literally can't do a prediction show. I always used to do a prediction show, obviously, before the season starts. But who knows who's in the team to predict where we might be. But I think because of. Enzo signing, it's got me excited. That and Coventry at home, which I called for the first game, those two things, they have actually got me excited. I don't think I would have been this excited if Parker or Gerard would have come in.
1: Yeah, I think the analogy with Burnley and company and what he's built there in terms of a culture and an identity, and he's effectively turned them into a high energy very easy on the eye fashionable kind of football brand which is not what we've associated with Burnley in the past and with Enzo Maresca it's very similar that he obviously inherits that pep philosophy so there's a real feeling that if given time and the right I suppose not just signings but Mm buy-in from the existing Leicester dressing room as well then he can really make Leicester Not only enjoyable to watch and get that improvement out of the players still at the football club, but also in addition to that, build something where if they do get back in the Premier League, they can maybe jump forwards two steps. Because obviously the thing when you go down is as soon as you return, the first thing you want to do is get to 40 points. And it's very strange for Leicester because you've got players that might be in the championship this coming season that move to the football club or were at the football club to play european football and therefore if leicester in the championship now did just take their current squad back up into the premier league with exactly the same squad as they've got at the time we're recording this they might still finish between eighth and tenth a lot would ultimately just depend on can there be that consistent goal scorer because we know that vardy's output is diminishing but you look at other players and you say hang on a minute with a few more goals and a few less errors, and probably a number one goalkeeper, Leicester could possibly still be in that competition where we saw Spurs and Villa and Brighton. And that, again, was the frustration of last season, that there were certain runs in the season where Leicester were world beaters. There was the streak just before the World Cup, and then there were the victories over Aston Villa and Tottenham. And that was Leicester that could score goals for fun. And then when you look at some of the key players like Madison, who had a phenomenal first half of the season, not quite the same when he came back from his knee injury, and Harvey Barnes, who had a breakthrough season. And then on top of that, you start saying, well, if Ricardo's fit and gets back to a few years back, he's one of the best fullbacks in the Premier League. Timothy Castagne is a very dynamic fullback himself. So as long as the centre-back situation is sorted and there's a bit of leadership at the back and there's a goalkeeper that you trust, then all you're really lacking, because there's plenty of wide players, and I think Tete came in and did quite well. I think Christensen as well was a decent signing and will be even better in the championship. So it's just lacking that focal point. And this has been the problem since Vardy's output's gone down and his game time's limited. Ian Acho has never really been able to step up consistently even though we've kind of seen a purple patch of form and the same can be said for Pats and Daka as well so Mm. there's not much missing ironically and if I was a newly promoted team and I was offered Leicester squad to stay up I would take it all day long and that's the again kind of heartbreak of relegation that it wasn't just down to a lack of quality in fact it wasn't down to a lack of quality at all it was probably Mm. down to not getting rid of Brendan Rodgers early enough and then yes. getting rid of Brendan Rodgers at the wrong time. So my perspective is you had two options with Rodgers. You either got rid of him much earlier, which was possibly the right decision, or you stuck with him because I don't think Brendan Rodgers would have taken Leicester down. And then you get rid of him because you sort of accept that the project is over. But the manner in which they got rid of Rodgers without a clear plan was yes. detrimental, And then complacency had already set in and it was very hard for... Dean Smith to turn things around. The fixtures, of course, weren't easy either. No. There's such fine margins. I mean, I'm sure Leicester fans are the same as me. You look back to Newcastle United in the 90-plus seventh minute and that mm. one opportunity. I think it was Castagno, wasn't it? And it yeah. was hope save. And, OK, it was good height for the goalkeeper, but he struck it about as well as he could have done. And, I don't know, five times out of ten, that might end up in the back of the net. It was a very good save. And sometimes the keeper will save that. Sometimes they'll be caught by surprise. But if that goes in, then Leicester's fate's in their control. And then they obviously went on to beat West Ham and they would have stayed up. So it's such fine margins. And those fine margins create so many complications for the club now because they have to rebuild in the championship.
0: Definitely. I mean, I I, I can't argue with anything you've said there. Certainly about Brendan. I don't want to make this about Brendan again, but... I think he was, for me, he was the reason we went down. I just don't think he was. I don't, I, that's the one thing I do disagree, probably. I don't think he would keep us up. But I mean, he had to go, whether that was, you know, and yes, it was too late. I think we'll all agree with that. And I don't think he was the man, you know, to be kept to bring us back up again. But when you look at sort of people that were being linked with us, did Enzo, I mean, Enzo for me got me, I said earlier, more excited um, mm. than. Had it been a park or had it been a Gerard, you know they, they were very much names that you know I can see I can see Enzo building a long term project here
1: it's always a bit of a difficult one because why are people excited about Enzo ultimately because they're excited about Pep and Manchester yeah. City and he's come off the back of yeah. the season where they've won the trebles, so quite clearly he wouldn't have been in that position unless he learned from Pep and shared the same philosophy so when people are excited about the manager they're actually excited about what they've seen at Manchester City and I think it's logical that there will be the same philosophy and I suppose the only question mark is just can Enzo first of all step up and second of all adapt to the championship because if Pep Guardiola managed Leicester City even in those final games of the season, he wouldn't have been able to get Leicester City playing like Manchester yeah. City overnight. You have to ultimately adapt and work with what you've got. And what he's got now might not be what he has by the time Leicester kick off the season against Coventry. So if it is a Madisonless less Leicester, a Barnesless less Leicester, a Castagne-less Leicester and so on, then he'll have to work out what's necessary and how he can get the fan base excited and the players yeah. used but also how he can realistically just get promotion and if you come out of the championship and you go up playing ugly it doesn't really matter it's just about getting back up there and then obviously you hope you get more budget you get more scope to start over a season or two to bring in what you need so I hope Leicester are patient both yeah. the fan base and the ownership group I'm sure they will be And if Leicester can get up first time, they'll be in a very strong position and the season will kind of be, I wouldn't want to say long forgotten, because it's actually quite fun when you challenge or win a championship, in the championship, it can be really exciting, you can have confidence. Hopefully,
0: hopefully, and again I'm going back to my League One days, it'll be nice to see us winning games again. (laughs) I mean, we're going to talk, come on, very quickly, I was a little constrained for time, about uh, some of the players we've been linked with. But... Do we need to be linked with that any? Because we've got a lot of young prospects that, you know, and you see some of the, you know, the big clubs that have these young prospects that just disappear because they haven't got the opportunities. You know, The likes of Baybrook and Alves, uh, they've surely now, we don't necessarily need to go and buy because we have got those really good prospects in the youth team.
1: There's youth prospects of course it's very difficult for a youth prospect to necessarily walk into the championship so i think that what ends will be looking for is players that are kind of transitional ones that either are premier league quality that are happy to drop down in order to come back up or mm-hmm. alternatively specialist players that may know when they're signed that they're there to get leicester up and then you have to wait and see what happens after that so for example Connor Cody who's been linked with Leicester and there is a very realistic possibility that that one comes off could be the type of player that ultimately goes down and then still has a role to play if you then get up and the situation at the moment is that Wolves actually rejected Leicester's initial bid for Connor Cody but the Leicester side when I talk to sources are adamant that they'll be back. So there's still a confidence that that deal can get done purely because Wolves are quite happy to let the player leave. So this is Leicester moving for experience. Again, he falls into that category of a player that, yes, he'll drop down. But if you go back up, he can still have a role to play. So that's the type of signing that I think Leicester fans can be very infused by. And it's the same really for Souter, who obviously was signed earlier, but... Is exactly that kind of mould where he's comfortable in the championship and now has premier league experience as well and if you can get that sort of in between player and you get six or seven of them and you keep on to a couple of your stars then leicester's squad is going to look very strong heading into the new season Excited,
0: sorry. I'm really excited by uh Conor Cody to be honest with you. I think uh, I mean, he was he was <laughs> not so long ago, he was an England starter, but uh, but yeah, like you say, they have allegedly, uh, re- sorry, they have rejected our first offer. But you know, like you say, they should be going back in for mm. him. But one that uh, it's been reported basically almost a done deal. No, I don't know if this is true, and I suppose we always hope that um. Uh, uh, Enzo would go back to Man City and pick up a few of their younger prospects. Uh, this guy had a season last season, not a bad season with Middlesbrough. And like I said, the rumours are, and it is one one area that has caused us concern, isn't it? The goalkeeper, uh, and again, another signing. I'd I'd like to see this go through.
1: Yeah, this one is very real as well. And as you say, Enzo knows the player well. It's Zach Stefan, and he will be somebody that could be quite useful in the championship. I'm not quite as sold because I've watched quite a lot of him. And I think that the biggest concern is just Leicester need a number one goalkeeper for the long term. And he's the right age and profile, but ultimately has not had the consistency of game time when he's been at Man City and he's had these loan spells where he's done very well, I think it's fair to say, but you're getting a championship goalkeeper. And then I start looking at Iverson and I think he did all right. Not brilliant, but he did better than Ward. And even Ward was very, very dodgy. And then suddenly had a string of clean sheets just before the World Cup. And then in the second half of the season, predominantly lost his place. So is Stefan better than those two equivalent to those two it's so Mm -hmm. hard to tell because you don't really even know what iverson will be like in the championship but a good age and a good profile and a high ceiling of improvement and i think he played virtually every game when he was on loan 44 i think he played for middlesbrough yeah and the Um, reason why he went there was because it's been told quite clearly to stefan that if he's to figure if he's to push for a place in the 2026 World Cup squad he needs to play more regularly so that's why he went there he's played as you say over 40 games and I do think that this would be a a smart signing but it doesn't sort of strike me necessarily as the type of definite number one maybe Leicester fans will put in there and obviously for a goalkeeper, he's still reasonably young. I think he's 28. So you could argue that you're going to get six, seven, eight years if he does well, because goalkeepers tend to get old more around 36, 37 than 31, 32. But again, it doesn't quite excite me purely because my head can't get out of seeing Leicester in the Premier League. So anyone that comes Mm. into championship i think great of course they'll work in the championship but then i yeah. think about next season and would i want to head into a premier league season uh, with zach stefan as my number one goalkeeper i'm actually not so sure so this one could well come off and yeah. it is the case that leicester need a reliable goalkeeper but we're gonna to have to wait and see whether that's stefan or iverson or ward and Obviously, if you're Stefan, you're probably not going to go to Leicester unless you genuinely feel that you are going to start as the number one. Why is he going to move from Middlesbrough if he can't go back there or go back to Manchester City where he's not going to get any game time? But why would he uh, possibly go to uh, Leicester um, if they're telling him, you may actually. I don't
0: think he would team. come to us unless there was some sort of guarantee that he was going to so, start yeah. as, as number one. Um, He's so talking about Premier League player, you, you say you, you can't get your head off. From this not being Premier League. Although this guy was on loan, was it Italy last season? I'm not sure. Um, Harry Winks from from Spurs. Does, again, is, is that someone... I mean, again, it's, it's been quite heavily linked that we are in discussions with him.
1: Yeah, Leicester have looked at Harry Winks. Leeds have looked at Harry Winks as well. And I think that there is a opportunity in the market, that's for sure, purely because there's a deal there to be had. And I think that Winks is, in all likelihood, surplus to requirements at Tottenham. I think yes. last summer... He perhaps wasn't, but now I think that he's not going to necessarily be the right fit or have enough quality for Ange Postacoglu. Now, from Leicester's point of view, I think they could do a deal here at a relatively decent rate. Um, Negotiations are underway. He's 27 years of age. And I don't think that there's a player preference at this point between Leeds and Leicester. But I do think that Leicester are a bit further along as far as the negotiations are concerned. And the reason why there's a deal there to be had is because Winx has only got a year left on his Tottenham deal. So Ange Postacoglu is absolutely fine with him leaving. Mm. And I think the pros are he's quite intelligent. He's quite calm on the ball. And he has that tenacity and energy to be up for the fight of getting out of the championship. The downside is that he's a little bit injury prone. So Leicester will need to be sure that he's fully fit and that he's not in and out the side with little niggles. And obviously the championship can be quite a fast and furious and physical league. So you need to do a bit of due diligence there. I wouldn't say that he's had the best of seasons as a consequence of injury. And I would also say that he needs a little bit of man management. So it can be one of those where it's quite low risk because with only a year on the contract, it won't be a, a big fee and Spurs want to let him go. And then, if Enzo can end up getting the best out of the player, he can still have a high ceiling of improvement. And that's ultimately why Leicester. This Lee's... is it, though,
0: isn't it? Is that I mean, I remember Tony Cotty was written off um, in Malaysia, he came back, and Martin <laughs> O'Neill got a, a, an excellent uh, yeah. season out of him. But that leads me on. And, and Mike is saying it's a swap deal, and it, it's no way. I've read that it's completely separate and isn't even affecting the negotiations for Mm. uh, that. My my slide hasn't worked. There we go. No, it's still not working. Have I frozen? No, you're still there. Right. Well, apparently my next slide, which should have come up, for some reason hasn't come up. I don't know what's going on here. But um, Madison. Madison to uh, Spurs. And I'm looking at the time and realise I've got to let you go after this one. But um, that's a surprise that he's gone. He obviously doesn't want to win anything for the rest of his career. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did, did I <laughs> say that out loud?
1: <laughs> I don't know whether we're allowed to say that. I mean, remember Tottenham did beat Leicester in a League Cup final to win a trophy. So I'm sure that, that was last century. <laughs> you have to remember that. But you're right. I mean, obviously Leicester have won a lot more than Tottenham in recent years. Yes. But look, Madison was always going to leave Leicester, whether they stayed up or whether they went down. Under these circumstances, clearly it might have been different if Leicester had qualified for Europe or something. madison has got great respect for Leicester. He has enjoyed his time here. He's improved, I think, on and off the field. And he's managed to kind of turn that sort of flair and swagger-like demeanour when he first joined into something much more controlled and intelligent, but still with the same dynamism and quality and this is why he's drawn attention and tottenham and newcastle have been looking at madison for a year and obviously newcastle bid for madison a year ago at 40 million and at the time brendan rogers said it wouldn't even get you one of his two feet and leicester were in inverted commas looking For 65 million but they really didn't think he was for sale and they were trying to price him out of the market flash forwards and leicester are still looking for somewhere close to 60 million but they may bend a little bit on structure so it may not be 60 million in terms of the guaranteed fee and Hmm. top starting position is under 50 million and when they bid which could well be this week they'll be looking for somewhere 35 to 45 i would have thought in terms of a starting point and then the overall package might end up being 40 plus 5, 40 plus mm. 10 test Leicester's resolve. And then we have to wait and see whether Leicester remain bullish. Obviously, from Leicester's point of view, they'll want to know whether they are or aren't starting the season with Madison. So it's not a case of dragging it out during the window. I think they'll want the situation resolved very quickly. And, and I seem to recall as well, and apologies if I'm wrong on this, but I think Maddison's partner's about to give birth to twins, if I'm right. So if that's correct, mm. then... He's looking to settle himself as well because the last thing he'll want to do is not know where he's living, not know where they're basically going to be bringing two babies into the world. So apologies if if I'm actually wrong on that. I'm sure that I saw that that his partner.
0: I'm not sure whether that whether they've popped out yet or not. To be honest with you, but uh, but no, uh, it's and apparently uh, Levy is getting involved, so they want it finishing. He always gets involved. I mean, Levy always gets involved and
1: (laughs) that's just the nature of the fact that Spurs do not have a director of football. They do not have a uh, sort of historical team in place. And that's the Mm. big thing for Spurs, that they've gone from Conte ball to Postacoglu ball via two interims. And Scott Munn, who's the sort of lead football person at the moment, is brand new. And then when a director of football comes in, he'll almost become more like a general manager whereas Fabio Paratici was both a general manager and a director of football. So Spurs will have two people plus Postacoglu. They're all new. So, of course, Levy's having to step in. So the expectation with this deal is that it will happen reasonably quickly, uh, providing, of course, a fee can be agreed. I don't think Spurs will want to pay £55 or more. And then the other thing just to look out for is whether or not Newcastle make a bid. At this stage, the indication is no, Spurs might have a bit of a clear path. And yeah. the reason for that is solely because they've just brought in Tonali, who's more of a number eight or defensive minded midfielder. And I think that's made Newcastle pivot, even though they were quite aggressive on Madison historically. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
0: Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with muck delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: And then I would just keep half an eye. There's nothing concrete at the moment. There's nothing that's started. But I would just keep a sort of 1% eye, if you like, on Manchester United. And the only reason I say that. Is because if they don't get Mount, having put 50 plus five on the table, and they want someone similar to Mount, and some sources are saying Kaiseido, but that's more games because Chelsea want Kaiseido. If that falls through with Mount, you've got Madison available at probably maximum 55 million, which is what Manchester United put on the table. For Mount, it wouldn't surprise me if they take a look. So I think Spurs are the front runners. Spurs are the favourites. Madison's open to the move, so everything's looking quite simple at the moment. But it's the transfer window; it's never completely simple. So unexpected twist. I would just keep that one eye. I don't even want to call it interest at this point, but I would just keep an eye on Manchester United if Mount
0: falls through. But as things stand, in Spurs hands. According to all sort of the other North London uh, football fans in red that uh, that plastered a load of pictures all over the internet of Madison in an Arsenal shirt, they've gone pretty quiet on it. Sorry, Miss Molina, who's just coming in as a big Arsenal fan, had to get that dig in. Then, look, I appreciate the time. It, it, you've got to go. I really do. Uh, thank you for coming on. Say, so what is Hi, yeah. a very very busy time for you? Uh, we'll speak again soon, hopefully maybe before the season starts and. Fingers crossed that it's going to be a good one for us.
1: Yeah, pleasure coming on. Keep up the good work and good luck to Leicester ahead the new season. All the best, everyone.
0: Bye. All the best, Ben. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much to Ben. He has to go. He's literally on another show now at 8.30, so that's why I couldn't get through too many questions. Um, and he doesn't give sort of quick answers, but he gives very detailed, very interesting answers. So, um, yeah, I mean, Madison... I've got to say, look, if these players want to go, then just let them go. I don't really want anybody that's going to be there that doesn't want to play. Now, you know, if this is going to be like, you know, Christensen's come out and said, yeah, I want to stay. I want to fight. Brilliant. You know, that I'm happy. If Faze comes around and says, look, I am, you know, my, my coach who originally was linked was said that, um, he wouldn't get in the national team if he was playing in the championship. So I could understand him wanting to go away. Fine. We're going to need people that want to be at the club. And if they don't, they don't. And also, like every other club that's been relegated, we are going to have a lot of players that we can't afford to keep because of the wages that were are on. Um, if we don't... Um, you know, if, if we need the money, let's let's sell what we can. Now, Vestergaard is an, is an interesting one because... Well, let me just start to turn this back to Madison because he's still talking about this in the chat. Uh, so let's address this with the how much is it going to be? Look, we we'd lost out with Yuri Tielemans. We didn't sell him on the hope that we would get back into Europe this the last season and that he might be one of the key players. And obviously, if, if Tielemans was on form, he would have been. But we didn't sell him and he didn't sign a new contract. Now, you know, nobody has a go about Maguire, but when he went, and I've said this so many times, and, and I didn't. I heard this from, uh, from Rob Tanner, he signed a contract knowing that he was going to be leaving, but knowing that then Leicester would get some money. See, that's what peed me off about um about Tielemans. he could have done that. He could have signed a contract. So at least we got maybe 10 million or something for him, a nominal fee. But with Tielemans, it was all about him. So I'm glad he's fucked off. Let him go and, and play Champions League football with Aston Villa that he wants Champions League football. Whoops, of course, they're not in the Champions League. How did that one work out, Yuri? Um, but with Madison Yes, he's played in the Championship, obviously, at Norwich. He's better than the Championship, we know that. And yes, I've called him a show pony, but he's a fantastic player and he does wear his heart on the sleeve and he does give his all for the club, sometimes too much in a way. But if we were to say to Tottenham, look, this is Daniel Levy we're dealing with here, I'm surprised he wants to go to Tottenham because we've won more in the last nine seasons than Tottenham have you know there's a couple of seasons they weren't even in Europe and when the one season they did get into Europe they got kicked out but look it looks like it's going to be Tottenham uh I don't know what Arsenal are playing at you know all these pictures of, of of our players with their shirts on and they don't sign anybody I think Alan Smith was the last one that they signed from us my god um but if we say all right, okay, we're going to get 40 million from him, so let's ask 40 million. Daniel is going to come in and offer 30. So let's ask 60. It's all negotiation. It's all, <laughs> let's ask 60, and then Daniel Levy may come in and say, all right, 40, 45, and maybe I'll give you some add-ons. So it is all about negotiating. I agree with you, Mike, There, I agree with you. So yeah, it's who cares how much we get for him as long as we get something for him because if we keep him another season, there's no way he's going to sign a contract even to maybe get us some money now that we've been relegated. So he is he is going, Um, and I hope it works. Go get, Well, I hope it's sooner rather than later. But that's what I think. If you get £40 million, so be it. Let's be honest with you, we are in the Championship. You know, you're immediately wiping £10-£50 pounds off a player's value just by getting relegated. Um, now let's going back to a few points that were made. Scott says, Rumors are that Vardy could be allowed to go on a trans- free transfer. Look, if he does, he does. And I, he goes with all my best. He really does. I there's nothing I would I would moan about with Vardy. He's given 110%. It's not his fault that we've had two managers, one in Puel, one in Rodgers, that don't know how to play him, despite what Rodgers said. Um when he didn't know how to play him because it wasn't the way he wanted to, he stopped doing it. So look, if I I would I would hope that if he's gonna go, that he goes to Sheffield Wednesday, because it's his boyhood club. I'd love to see him maybe have one last season there. He's got a year left. He could still be an amazing problem for championship defences. So, uh, and Enzo's come out and said he wants him. So, you know, if Enzo wants him, uh, do you think if they get 35 million for Indeedy, they might try to keep hold of Barnes? I think Barnes is gone as well, to be honest with you. Barnes on the cusp of the England team. Why why would he want to play in the championship? In fairness, um, you know he's not a he's not a Leicester lad, and I say you know despite what we say about all these players, it is just a job to them. So if Barnes again, he's a sellable asset, and we've got to look at. If we sell Barnes, for, let's say thirty-five million. Let's say, and I think Barnes is more saleable than Indeedy, although I wouldn't want to keep Indeedy. I'd let him go, but I think he's only got a year left anyway. But to my mind, he's past his best, and is a penalty waiting to happen. Uh, but if we can get thirty million for Barnes, sell him, because we could get two probably championship players for that for that money. Um, so yeah, uh, Rennie said. Do you want to keep Daku or Nacho? I'd like to keep them both. Again, I think... Um, I think... I mean, apparently... Um, what's he called? Um, the ref abuser. Mourinho. He wants them both, apparently. <laughs> not greedy, and look, if if Nacho wanted to go, we know how good he can be, again, if we've got a manager that plays him right um, and everybody's been saying, oh Daca's rubbish, Dakar's rubbish Daka hasn't had the fucking chance to play everybody that's saying Dakar's rubbish two, three seasons ago, were saying exactly the same about Nacho. and we know when he was played in that two with Vardy, he was the top goal scorer and it worked, but Rodgers was so far up his own fucking arse that he didn't play them as a two-up front. So, you know, he has every right to say, look, I've been pissed off here. I've been totally and utterly pissed off. I'm going. And I, and I couldn't blame him. I couldn't blame him at all. And Daka, I think, look, is we're going to need a replacement for Vardy. Vardy is not going to play two games a week, which is virtually what it's going to be, uh, depending on how well we do in the Cups. He's not going to be able to do that in the Championship season. So we do need another striker of his... Um, um, of his ability, as in speed, etc. Uh, so I think Daka, Daka will run rings around a couple of those uh, championship defences. Uh, but yeah, as, as you say, Terry, um, how many players did Bodgers play out of position? Quite a lot, as it happens, quite a lot. Um, I don't know why I can't get Madison up. All right, That should be Conor Cody. Now, this is Ryan Gillis, who uh, is another Wolves player uh, who we have been linked with. And all, a lot of these now are links. Those that we've just been discussing, because he wasn't with us long, I wanted to discuss with um, uh, Ben early on because there was that more, more likely to happen. But this is another guy we've been linked with from Wolves. Uh, don't know whether Wolves will let him go or not because he's a hot prospect. So, you know, they may want to keep hold of him, but we will see. Uh, this guy now apparently he is, um, really well, he, he's on the virtual point of signing. If he hasn't signed already, um, he's coming over from FC Burnham in Thailand. Uh, he is like Thailand's top player and he is going to sign for us. And it makes you know that's the market that our owners are in. I'm sure they've got people that are out there to, uh, to to look for, you know, to to look at people. So I'm looking forward to that. This guy I don't know an awful lot about, midfielder, um, but Tanaka. He does sound a bit like uh, a a, a James Bond villain here. A-O, Tanaka. Um, A-O, dot. Tanaka. No, it doesn't quite... It doesn't work as well as the advert, does it? Uh, but, yeah, uh, he is linked with us as well. Uh, and, of course, these are the players that are going out. Inacho and Daka. I, I can't see, to be honest with you, both of them going, because that would only leave us with um, uh, Avadi and the player... And I've forgotten the guy's name, who's been out on loan, the striker that keeps going out uh, on loan. Yeah. Um, uh, and to be honest with you, if he was going, he's had about four or five loans. He, he hasn't really, I don't think, impressed enough. Uh, so I do think uh, that that uh, not both of them. Hurst, that's it. Thank you, Terry. I knew if I spoke long enough, somebody would come in. Terry, you're a lifesaver, mate. Uh, yeah, Hurst, um, and not Jeff. Uh, <laughs> George, thank you, Mike. Um, yeah, I, I think I think he's his uh that particular bird has flown. I think if he was going to be given a chance, he would have been given it. When you look at who has come through, Kieran Drews, Luke Thomas, and when you see who's been on the benches, Baybrook, Alvis, etc., uh, and yet we're still getting—I I, I, don't—I could face it. What do I know? I don't think you, I don't think we will. Uh, Indeed, he off to Celtic. Take him, Brendan. Take him. <coughs> he did, we'll give him you on a free. I mean, when we look at this, I'm not going to turn this into a Brendan rant again, although probably will do. Um, You don't have to have a look and say, well, Brendan is the guy that that got us relegated, because he was. I don't put this on Dean Smith at all. Brendan is the guy who got us relegated. We've also got to look to the players. He turned Jory Telemans from a £70 million player into probably a 20 million if we had actually managed to get anything for him James Madison from an 80 odd 90 million pound player into a 40 million pound player you he's actually made players worse and that's what hurts which so not only cost us with the cost of getting relegated it's cost us with what we can sell players for because he's made players worse how long ago how long ago? was, indeed being linked with Man United. I remember at the end of his first season, Man United, oh, we want this guy. We want him, you know. Uh, again, like be Yuri Tillemans. Clubs aren't lining up for him. Um, I'm sorry. I would have sooner have kept Mendy and let him go. But obviously, we, we've got another year on him. But uh, Dennis Pratt to Torino. Look, again, do you know what? I wish him well again. He's been absolutely shat on by the bell end. Um, I haven't, play, you know, I haven't played it for a while. Should, should we do it? And I think there's, I think why, what, why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't we? Um, here we go. Bellend. There we go. I I feel so much better when I play that. Uh, I mean, you know, he he actually said, "I want to stop and fight for my place." Let's give him a chance, Brendan. You know, you brought him on for 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. Wanker. I mean, you know, Pratt, okay, maybe he wasn't as good as we thought, but he was being played on the wing, and he's not a winger. Um, But I just, I wish him all the best. I don't blame that he wants to go. Why wouldn't he want to go? Lesbury Prifti treated him like shit. Um, Like Soyuncu when he left. He said, if I'd been offered another contract, why would I have stayed the way I was treated? And it's quite true. It is quite true. Um, if you haven't seen my video, Life's a Pitch, about Brendan, by the way, do check it out. Uh, it's still on uh, on the YouTube channel. It's under the pick. Um, but no, Dennis Pratt, I think, will go. And I've got to say good luck to him. Uh, Justin, you know, this was a talk sport one, and it does get me... Peed off a little bit when people on... And I guess it's social media. I shouldn't be surprised. But one of the rules of the Facebook group is that if you don't agree with something I post, A, don't blame me because I'm not making these rumours up. Uh, but B, if you don't agree with it, either ignore it or just move on. Just move on. Um don't go. Oh, that's come from Talk Sport. They're shy. Talk shy. Talk Sport are owned by Sky Sports. So if it was on Sky Sports, you'd probably turn around and go, Yeah, fair point. I, I can see that. Yeah, I understand that. But because it's Talk, although well, they're, they're owned by the same people, so they're using the same sources. And just to be honest with you, if that's all you're going to put in the chats, it shows you up to be the missing link that most of you probably are. Not on, on here. I mean, no one on my Facebook. Um, you know. Add something to the conversation. And if you can't add something to the conversation, fuck off as far as I'm concerned. I think I want to keep him, uh, Danilo. I really, really do. I agree, Rennie. Uh, I but again, he's a sellable asset, and that's what we've got to think. Uh, but he is on a longer contract, so he could actually stay. And of course, he has played at that level before, but he must be a bit peed off. He must look at it and go. And then I left. I left. Uh, I left Luton for this lot. They're up there, way down here. But um, yeah, I, I think he'll stay. I do think he'll stay. Um, and that was the last one. But the other one I wanted to speak about, very very briefly, and Brad's not here, so I can not speak about him. Uh, and that's Vestergaard because I read somewhere, and I think it was in the. Um, I think it was in, 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 in the, Mer- was it Mercury or, um, oh no, it was on the BBC. Uh, and Matt Piper, the ex-player and Radio Leicester uh, co-commentator said, Foxes must give Vestergaard golden handshake to leave. Why should he leave? Um, he didn't want to leave in, 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 in January because his wife was having a baby. 100% understand that. I have no fault with him on that. Why would he move when his wife's about to uh give birth? As we said about Madison earlier, he wants to get it sorted, hopefully, so that he can settle in when his his girlfriend gives tw- a partner, gives twins uh uh to to the world. But Vestagard, he was pursued by Brendan for two seasons. So he must have thought, well, this guy wants me, so I'll come. And then when he came, he was never played. When he was, he was out of position. It wasn't in the formation that suited him. Uh, So he's had a bit of a bad press. I do feel sorry for the guy. Of course he's going to be peed off. And why should he leave? If he's on a good wage, why should he leave? He's got no... There's no obligation for him to leave. He's been the one that's been dealt the shit hand because he came to play football. So, but yeah... It, you know, it might be a fact of well, let's just pay him off. Let let us let's, let's move him out um, and get him off the wage bill. Maybe we should do that with a few. I don't know, uh, but just yet yeah, latest news. So Spurs in advance talks to sign Madison. That's on Sky Stroke Talksport because of the same company. And the Athletic Wolves turned down opening bid from Leicester for Conor Cody, um, but the Championship or ex- club are expected to return with a new bid. With the player keen on regular football. So, I love Connor Cody. Wolves obviously don't want him. Everton don't want him. I think he'd be a good signing for us. Imagine him and Faze and Suter interchanging. Because, as I say, you're going to actually need a bigger squad. Because we're going to be playing... Um 46 games, not 38, 46. Plus, we could play in straight after because we we're in the first round of the um of the uh, caribou cup. So there's a lot more games, a lot more t- players we are gonna need. Cody, get him in for me. Get him in. It's good, and I hope that we're not gonna be leaving it all till the end of the you know season and maybe buying one or two before. We've got 110 million that we earned last season from the Premier League because we don't get the parachutes this season. The parachutes won't come into effect till next season if we stay down. If we come back up, then we don't get them at all. But this season, we get the money that we earned last season, which is allegedly is about £110 million. How much of that will be given for transfers? I don't know. But hopefully a good chunk of it. I'm excited. Enzo, yes. I... I I wouldn't be this excited if... we. I mean, I know, as Ben quite rightly said there, we are this excited because he's he's Pep's number two. I don't know if it's tomorrow, René, but I think he is going to go. But look, I, I, I... Just... The fact that he has... He could have stayed at Man City, Okay, He could have stayed there and had a really good season, next season, because I think Man City will probably, I know they've lost a couple of players, but I still think they're going to be number one. Arsenal aren't going to uh, challenge, I don't think, because um, every player they go after, they don't get. So, I, I, I'm excited that he wanted to come here. And of course, the young players that he knows, because he was looking after as well, the uh, under-21s, which won the Premier B. Uh, um at league last season, so um, I think Scott. Any manager, a manager's got to go and, and he's new, right? So he's not going to know exactly um, what's probably needed. So he's going to have to probably be told by John Rudkin uh, and, uh, and 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 uh, some of the coaches what players we will need. He will then know, and they're looking and go right, oh, shit, I haven't got enough central defenders. I'll probably need another one to cover that. Guys, central defenders. And then I think the transfer panel will go off under Martin Glover. You're like, central defenders, who can we get, who can we get? And as a manager, he will have his recommendations, of course he will. But it's whether we can afford him, whether we can get him, who else is coming in for them. You know, we are, at the end of the day, a championship club. People are going to look at us and go, "Are our Leicester on the decline. No disrespect to Blackburn Rovers. Look what happened to them. And they've still not come back yet. How long did it take forever? So you've got all this to contend with. So, but on the other hand, this is Leicester. This is Leicester. We've got a huge training facility um new stadium if we can get back up those plans i think for the new stadium will come back online um martin glover yes he will have a big say in it he wasn't here last summer he's here this summer that's why he's in to have a, you can't you can't just be down to martin glover it can't just be down to wenzo it's got to be a combination of them all coming out with the best players because what Enzo might want we can't afford or what Martin Lover or John Rudkin come along and go this is we think a good signing Enzo might go oh no no he's not he he doesn't fit into the way I want to play and look Yannick Vestergaard. looked at him and gone okay 15 million we need a central defender is available. Brendan Rodgers really wants him, but he wasn't the right player for the way that Brendan Rodgers played. So let's get players in that Enzo wants, because if Enzo doesn't want them and the players are being forced on him, he isn't going to play them and we're going to be absolutely up the shit. Ricky P, he's been linked with the move back everybody's been linked with a move away. As they always are with Leicester, even when we're in the Premier League, we're going to start the season with a five-a-side team. But look, thanks a lot to Ben for coming on. I really do appreciate it. He is so very, very busy. And of course, we're all waiting on the Man United sale to see what uh, whether that goes ahead or not. Um, but thank you to Ben for coming on. Uh, sports reporter for CBS, uh, as you can see there. Um we'll be back with another city chat soon. Uh it is a bit of a quiet period, so I'm trying to do less and actually get some of my life back, so uh, which is pretty impossible in a transfer window when you've just been relegated. Thanks to everybody else, uh, everybody that was in the um in the chat. Uh thank you to Scott uh and, and James and uh, Mike and uh and the mods for coming in and modding for me. Really do appreciate it. Uh and don't forget if you want to um you can become a member. It's £1.99 of calendar month. There's a link in the YouTube underneath. Just click on that and it will tell you what you get. And that includes uh member only shows next season. Uh so that's just £1.99. Click on that. Uh and you can follow us on all our social medias, uh LTID TV or Lester Till I Die, one of the two. Just search them both and they'll come up on all the main social medias and podcast platforms as well but remember don't forget this the premier league that's so last season it's all about the championship here on ltid tv now no, that's what i call football. you hit the right spot <laughs> premier league what is that okay we're gonna be back thank you so very much take care guys enjoy the summer the sun's coming back I believe later on in the week enjoy yourself this has been LTID TV I've been Chris this is Arnie night.
1: thanks for watching these videos are tremendous you'd better like them too or I'll be back This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered
0: by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all 3 points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Participating restaurants 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport, powered by Fans.